Welcome to the All The Things Podcast with Mike and Amy Perea. We're two ordinary people with no counseling degrees. We're just wanting to share what we are learning from our everyday lives. We plan to talk about all the things from marriage to smoking a brisket. We hope to bring you lots of laughs, a few tears, and some tools to help you excel in everyday life. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. in. All right, episode two of All The Things Podcast. Here we go. Here we go. We hope that you guys enjoyed episode one, learned a little bit about us and about our personalities and how we are different, Mm -hmm. um, but love each other through the differences. So episode two, we were going to talk about marriage, like, um, what do we say, love languages? Yeah. How to deal with conflict. Yep. All that stuff, all the... All the intricacies. Mm-hmm. But um, the Lord kind of laid it on us to go a little bit of a different route for this episode. So we will talk about those things. But we're going to go ahead and share our testimony right off the bat. Get down to the to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. I am excited to share our testimony. But it's always like, I don't know, what is a feeling like? Nervousness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It brings back a lot of uh, hard emotions to deal with, um, a lot of painful memories. Um, but at the same time, I think at the end of it, I feel like we normally walk away feeling good. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. feel um, grateful for the way that God has redeemed our marriage, our story. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's also like the enemy attacking because we know that our stories when they glorify god he doesn't want that you know yeah so he wants us to get nervous and just not do it and so we've definitely had some challenges trying to uh record the second episode and now like it's all coming together no wonder Mm -hmm. darn little sneaky devil but anyways here we are so we're excited and do you want to just say a quick prayer real quick yeah um father thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for uh, our story, our testimony, the mm-hmm. um, redemption that you have brought in our lives, in our marriage. And I just pray that you would use it to uh, to inspire somebody, to bless somebody, to mm-hmm. encourage anybody that's listening, um, mm-hmm. whether they're going through a hard time or it's just something that that they can learn or Mm -hmm. pass along to somebody else. Uh, I just pray that you would use us, use the story that you gave us Mm -hmm. and that you would uh, bless as many people as you would, as you would with it. We love you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Sounds good. So our testimony kind of starts, we got married in 2012 and got that right. Yay. Finally, Um, We got married in 2012 and the first year of marriage, like the first, well, the first year of marriage, we got pregnant kind of early, but we enjoyed being married. Like first year wasn't hard. Yeah. We, we really felt like that was really easy. Yeah. It was um, fun. We had heard that it was going to be really hard getting mm-hmm. used to each other and all that stuff. But our first year was pretty easy. And then baby came. So obviously that got, <laughs> that got mm-hmm. hard. Um, just like not sleeping, both of us working full time, all that stuff. Well, then the Lord gave us Ava. Mm-hmm. That got even harder. So we're three years into marriage, have two littles, and 13 months apart. 
we're tired, sleepy, hungry, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Broke. Broke, for real. And so um, we decided at our at our church, and I know they have these have this ministry reengage at many churches now, but um, at our church at Lake Point, um, they offered the reengage ministry. So we were just miscommunicating. I would, we just were not talking the same language. <laughs> that's that's how you felt, and how I felt at the time. I didn't think that we had a very bad marriage. I was. I was feeling pretty good about our marriage. I feel like that's common, right? Yeah. Like with men. The more that we get into this stuff, the more that I see that it it is pretty common for the man to be like, oh, I don't know. I thought we were great. <laughs> and the woman is like feeling terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you rate our marriage whenever we, because they ask you one of the first times that you go to rate your marriage. Mm-hmm. So what did you rate our marriage? I don't remember. I think it was like a six or a seven. Yeah, I feel like it was a six. I remember a six from you. Yeah, maybe. And yours was like a seven. An eight. An eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. So we decided to go to re-engage just because of our lack of communication. We're like, maybe we can get on the same page with this communicating thing. So we ended up going to re-engage. And it's super cool at the beginning of re-engage. Uh, I, you know, it may have changed a little bit since we've gone but they have big group. And so you hear a couple's testimony and then they have like a teaching. So they may teach you something about marriage um, like that, like love languages or whatever, conflict, something like that. But there's always a testimony before, which is really cool because you just get to hear different people's stories. And then after that, you go to a closed group. So it's like a smaller group. And the goal is to get into like an actual even smaller group than that. Um, and you do the curriculum with them. I think now they have a curriculum to do with that bigger group. We didn't do that. But anyways, and then you're in a smaller group. So we had like six couples in our group and you go through a different lesson, um, like about love and respect and grace, forgiveness, Mm -hmm. confession or repentance or something like that. So anyways, you go through a curriculum. And so I remember how long did it take us? It was a while. A long time. We started around the holidays yeah, and we November. graduated in July. Yeah. Something like that. There were a lot of things that were going on. It normally doesn't take that long. No, I think it can. It can, but for our group, there were a lot of missed weeks, right? I don't think so. Or we babe. had, maybe it was our stuff that was making it take so long. Yeah, probably. We kept going over the same week, spent a while in, in certain weeks. We have a different memory. Either way, yeah. it's a long time. And it's a it's a commitment, but it's worth it. So anyway, sort of going to reengage and learning about marriage and what the Lord is asking of us in a marriage. Right. Like even for me, I was working on being a submissive wife. And what did that look like? And that would be a great actual podcast to do with other uh, godly women. What does it look like to be a submissive wife, especially with my personality that that's not a thing. Right. Submitting to somebody is extremely hard, honestly, for not just my personality, just people. It's hard. Anyways, so we're learning all these different things. And during that time, a lot of the testimonies had a lot to do, or many testimonies had a lot to do with porn. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like wondering if that's something that Mikey had struggled with. We never had those conversations. And then whenever I, we got into re-engage, I had a hidden secret that I had hidden from Mikey whenever we were, um, 
dating, I had done something with an ex-boyfriend on the computer and I had like half told Mikey the truth, like a half confession whenever we were dating. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we went into re-engage, I was convicted of that. Like the Lord brought that to my mind and to my heart. And I was like, nope, I am not going to tell him that. Like, Lord, please work on every part of our marriage, but I'm not telling him that. So I went through re-engage for months fighting that confession and um i remember going back to the porn topic i asked you one time when we were at home and that was something you struggled with yeah i remember we were in the bathroom like hanging out in the bathroom or doing something and you asked me and i was like no i don't i don't do that (laughs) And, and like okay. for me that was my thing that your hidden that secret. was my hidden secret one of my hidden secrets mm. um that i was telling myself that was something that i would never confess to that would be the one thing that amy would never know about me mm-hmm. and i think that that would be a great podcast episode too and just like porn and what it does to the mind and how yeah. it affects a lot of things Right. So many things, so many different mental, physical, mm-hmm. everything in your life. Relationships. Yeah. So anyways, um, so we both had like some hidden stuff that we weren't telling each other. And as we started getting deeper into re-engage, I started feeling more convicted in something that they talk about in re-engage is like the triangle. So like God is at the top of the triangle and then you have your two bottom corners. And so your husband is at one on one corner and your the wife is on the other corner So the gap between you gets smaller if you're both running to Christ. And so that was something for me that I wanted to get closer to Christ. And I think there's a, there's a Bible verse that would probably be, would have been good to look up, but it's like, I didn't want, I think there's like a verse that says like your, I don't know if your sins block your prayers, but I remember reading something and it made me feel very convicted. Like I didn't want anything in the way mm-hmm. between me and God. Yeah. And so he was bringing that to my attention and he was like, if you want to have this deep relationship with me, you have to confess this to your husband. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to suck so bad. And so I asked for prayer from one of the women in our leadership team at church. I was on the women's ministry team. And so I asked her to pray for me and I told her that I felt that the Lord was preparing me for Mikey's confessions. I had no idea if he had confessions or not, but I just felt like with my confession was going to come some of his confessions. And so that's, she prayed for me. And that night I went home and I told Mikey, um, both the kids were asleep at the same time, which is really weird because at that time that was not common. Mm-hmm. So it was just like the Lord kind of setting a lot, selling Setting it up, setting it all up. Yep. And um, so I told him, you know, I told him the whole truth and um, it was hard, right, for you to hear that. Yeah. And then boom, confessions, right? Like your confessions came. Yeah. Well, you told me what you needed to tell me. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was extremely angry, like furious so mad that I walked out of the house or the apartment and I had to go for a drive and I've never, I had never done that up until Mm -hmm. that point. I don't think I've done that since then, Mm -hmm. but, um, 
Isn't it crazy though how like you had all your confessions, but yeah. yet you're still, you know, like you're still so angry as if you were had a clear conscience. Yeah. You know, and like people do that. We all do that. Yeah. I was going to say, I, a lot of people, I think that a lot of people do that. Most people do that. But for me, that's what helped me to kind of get by mentally. Like, not thinking about my stuff mm-hmm. and only thinking about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you confess that to me, my stuff didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> and all I could think about was how angry I was about what you did to me. So I left, uh, went for a drive and in the middle of this drive, um, I started to think about all the things or not all the things, some of the things that I had done, because for me, I would, like I said, block out a lot of the things that I had done. So, and that's crazy too, that the mind can do that. Yeah. Um, so I thought about some of the things that I had done. Um, and I just, I felt like I heard God or God was telling me that, how could how could you not forgive your wife? How could you be so angry with her about something like this whenever I've forgiven you or whenever you've done all these things and like just so many different things going through my mind. Like how could you be so angry with your wife? And I felt really ashamed. I felt guilty. I felt just like I had no leg to stand on. So... I made it back to the apartment and sat down with you on the couch and I told you that I forgave you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hold on. <laughs> That's weird. He was just like, hey, I forgive you. It's okay. And I was like, and remember at this time, the Lord had already prompted me that Mike, you had some stuff that he wanted to share. And so I asked him, like, is everything okay? And... I don't, you know, the spiritual world is very much there. And I feel like that night it was, I could see it on you physically, like weighing on you. Mm. Just the way that your demeanor was, you could tell you carried like a very heavy burden. Just the way you were sitting and the way you were, your eyes were. And it just felt like so dark and so heavy. Yeah. And so then I'm like, you know, what's going on? And that's when you were like, no, I can't, t- I can't tell you, you know? Yeah. And I was like, just let it out. It'll be fine. And so then that's whenever you started to confess some of your stuff. Yeah. And so the Lord had been working on me for a while since we had gone through this, since we started reengage and all of the talks about porn and people going up on stage and admitting their issues with pornography and all these different things. Um, the, uh, like the way that they would sneak around and manipulate things with their spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, at one point Amy came to me and was like, I don't know who you are. You're a liar. I can't believe anything you say. And I was freaking out. This was like, 
a month before the confessions yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was so weird. I was like blow drying my hair in the living room. And it sounds like so, I don't know, you know, for people that are not believers, it sounds so like, what do you call it? Like goofy or like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know, you know, yeah, like, like it sounds weird. Almost. Yeah. And so I'm blow drying my hair and the Lord gives me this vision. And so like, you know, as we're saying like, oh, I felt convicted from the Lord or the Lord told me. You know, if someone that's not a believer or that someone that's like, I've never heard the Lord. What does he sound like? You know, is it like this voice of like, I am God, you know, the uh, voices that no. we think the Bible, <laughs> you know, like or in the Bible days. Yeah. Um, Like, what is God's voice? What are these people talking about that they heard these convictions or felt like this, like sense of urgency to, to let it out? Right. Yeah. And so for me and Mikey, you can tell me if that's how you know, too. But the Holy Spirit brings things to my mind that I would never think or do. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep my sins hidden. I yeah. wanted to continue to whatever, live this like fake, perfect little life, you know? Yeah. And so that is what, that is when the Holy Spirit, whenever there's um, a scenario where you feel it's your own voice, but it's going to tell you what you would never want. <laughs> like you don't want to tell your wife that you're struggling with porn. That's not a, a thought that's yours. So that is from God. And so that's what we kind of mean by those things. Yeah. And normally it's like, it's my own subconscious almost. It's sometimes it is hard to tell. Is that my subconscious? Is that like my inner voice? Is that, me or is that God? Is that the Holy Spirit trying to talk to me? Um, but like you said, my subconscious does not, I mean, it's not going to tell me to do these things that I don't want to do. I feel like whenever I hear that voice saying, you need to confess this to your wife or you need to go talk to this person about the gospel or you need to go do this. It's always something that I'm uncomfortable with or that <laughs> I would never choose to do on my own. Um, but yeah, definitely the Holy spirit was telling me that night that I needed to confess my sins to my wife mm -hmm. and I needed to get these things out. And I think too, the more you listen to the voice, the more clear it becomes Yeah, because of the obedience that you have to God, it's like you are now seeking righteousness. And so mm -hmm. um, the scripture that we just read the other day in home group, it's like the prayers of a righteous person um, are more powerful or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, now that you hear these convictions, the voice will be more clear because you're being obedient. And so there is, that's one of the blessings of being obedient is like, you're going to be able to decipher what God is trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, with that being said, this next part's going to sound weird, but I was blow drying my hair and I look at Mikey and I feel like this was one of the times that I feel like the Lord was prompting me or preparing my heart. Um, he just like showed me this. I was looking at Mikey, but I saw a stranger like I did not know him. There was a man sitting on my couch and I knew didn't know him. 
knew nothing of him. And I just stopped blow drying my hair. And I looked at him and I said, you're a liar. And I was like, I don't know why, but the Lord just gave me a vision of you. And I don't know you. And Mikey is just staring at me like, what the heck is this person saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was extremely uncomfortable. (laughs) I was blown back and at the time freaking out. And then it's so weird because I was like, I said something like, whenever you're ready, like it'll it'll happen or something like that. And I just left and I went back to blow drying my hair. Yeah, I don't remember how it left, but we were we made our way outside <laughs> to the to our balcony. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. But we were it was it was a pretty lengthy conversation about you accusing me of lying to you about everything pretty mm. much and that I was hiding something mm-hmm. and that I was a different person that I than I was putting on to you mm-hmm. and yeah I don't remember how it how it ended but you walked back inside and you and stayed outside I stayed outside and I had like this I'm gonna say like the Holy Spirit just gave me a whooping like I went, I felt like I went 10 rounds. I felt like, who was it? Elijah. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. And when he fought, like he fought an angel, right? Yeah. I can't, I don't know the story very well. Yeah. Well, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just (laughs) telling me that I was going to confess these, confess these things. That I was going to tell my wife. That I was going to tell others. Oh crap. And I was like no. I'm never letting this out. There is mm. nothing. There is absolutely nothing. That is ever going to happen. Mm. Nothing that anyone can ever say. To make me say these things. And I told God. That I would take. All of those things to my grave. Mm. And that basically. There was nothing that anyone could do about that. Mm. and i was crying he was was, crying i was inside i was inside at that point because i right i just like the conversation was over and i remember hearing you ball on the patio yeah and i remember that i wanted to go out there right like but because what the heck you were crying and whatever but the holy spirit was like leave me with him yeah it's a whole different thing (laughs) Like to fight with my spouse and to argue with my spouse, that's that's like, yeah, you can't make me do anything. <laughs> and so like yeah. having to deal with the Holy Spirit with that, that it felt like I was trying to convince myself because I don't know. It was like a losing battle the whole time. Mm. I never truly believed that I would win. Mm. It was, yeah, I was trying to convince myself that's good i think it just makes me emotional because i'm just thankful that we have the holy spirit you know yeah because i was out there like telling you like hey you have stuff you got to tell me you need to tell me and it's crazy like i couldn't do it i can't make you be a better husband as much as i want to (laughs) and thankfully we have the holy spirit that he doesn't leave us you know and he didn't leave us during that time 
which I'm so thankful. So anyways, um, we, he didn't tell me anything that day. That was like a month before your actual confession. Yeah. I don't know how long it was. Well, I don't know. It was, like a couple it was weeks. A while. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit. So anyways, then we obviously go to re, I mean, not obviously we were already in re-engage, but that night I, so now we're like present again. We went backwards for a second. So now we're present and Mikey starts telling me that he watches porn. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, so many of the families on at re-engage, like they went through this. It's okay. We can get through this. <laughs> and I was like, can I pray for you? Like being this like holy little righteous wife. I was like, can I pray for you? And he's like, it was cool though. But you were like, why would you pray for me? I'm like, why not? And that was, I think was touching to you. Yeah. So I prayed with you and I was like, okay, we got this. We can do this. Well, little did I know that was just the, what do you say? How, do you, how would I say it? I, w- I was going to say the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. The tip of the iceberg. One um, thing you will learn about me is I cannot, I don't know how to use sayings. <laughs> I, they don't make sense to me. It's probably because I'm ESL, English second language learner. <laughs> so Still learning. Still learning here, okay? Some of these um, sayings don't make sense to me. So anyways, that was the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, af- I yeah. was, so you tell me that it's okay. Mm. I, I think you even told me that you forgive me. I don't remember, oh, no. but yeah, I was. I started crying because it's like when you feel, you hear about the love of God, you hear about the love of Jesus and how much he cares for us and dying on the cross and all these things. But whenever you feel it from another human being, it's overwhelming. And that's what I felt at that time. Confessing something that I, like I said, I just went 12 rounds with the Holy Spirit that I would never say. And then it was that easy, and I was like, what is going on? Mm. Um, I think that's what, the re- like, the Lord allowed that to be so easy because you had so much more. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, right? No doubt, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. So then that night was obviously hard, but we felt I felt like, okay, we can do this. And then for two weeks straight, every night, he woke me up in the middle of the night to give me another confession. Yeah. And that sucked. And so, yeah, it was, it was like, I think even that night I woke up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and was like, dang, here's something else. Mm-hmm. And you would always ask me, is there anything else that you need to tell me? Is there anything else that I need to know that you need to get off your chest that whatever, however you would phrase it. And in the moment, I could not think of anything else. I would sit there for minutes trying to rack my brain and think about what else do I need to confess? Is there anything else? And like, what do I need to tell you? And nothing would come up. And I would, it's like, I would also be praying like, please don't let anything else come up. (laughs) (laughs) But really nothing, nothing would come to mind. And then the next night, then either that night, the next night, the next day, mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. at work, mm-hmm. I would just be going about my business and then boom, something pops up into my mind mm-hmm. and I just start like, this was the worst two weeks mm-hmm. I think of my life where mm-hmm. I was just constantly crying, constantly mm-hmm. ashamed and mm. like this depression 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like we were surviving, but we were not thriving. I do not know how we survived. Like, I don't know how we I made like it zombies. work. I don't know how it we made exhausting. it with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely an out-of-body two-week experience. Do you want to share some of your other confessions? Um, so kind of in order was the porn thing at first. And then, um, we talked about alcohol. I hid alcohol all around the house and I would hide my drinking. Um, I was stealing money from, uh, the job that I had at the time, uh, cash. Um, what were some other things? Just like, Oh, there were other sexual things that you struggled with. Yeah. Um, Deeper, deeper mm -hmm. sins, things that at the time I felt like I felt extremely ashamed. I mean, I still am not not like I'm proud of it, but I have a better understanding, a deeper understanding. I don't feel like alone in those sins anymore. Mm -hmm. So I have been able to come out and talk to people about them. Uh, talk to other guys who have who kind of deal with the same the same things mm-hmm. um, going to different groups and you're kind of jumping ahead but yeah well I'm I'm just saying that like I found out that these things are common also among men among or, men and some women too I guess yeah I, I guess yeah I don't know but um, just in humans yeah yeah it's just it's it's hard to determine what to say and how much to go into mm-hmm. uh and i really have i try to be selective with the audience mm-hmm. that i go into details with um and then i think being wise right yeah like there's women listening and so we want to be respectful yeah. to that and then even me right being respectful to the men at all times that's something that we have learned is just being careful what we share And there have been couples that we tell everything to Mm -hmm. because they needed that. They needed us to go there with them. And so we have. Um, But Mikey struggles, right? Or struggle, I guess struggle, struggles, present, present, whatever. Present past. Um, With, right, other sexual things. There was part of his confession. Just the stealing, the alcohol. Um, And there was like a lot of lying in different ways. So it was just a lot, right? So I'm sitting there the first night. I'm like, we can do this. And as... The week, the days went by. I'm like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so I started just, I realized that I didn't know this man and I needed to learn, learn him. <clears throat> and so, um, during this time we started going to counseling. We started leaning into our re-engage, re-engage group more and we still attended. I think we skipped one class because it, we were so emotional. We we're like an emotional wreck. Yeah. And so we did skip a class, um, but we kept going. We graduated, but we also leaned into our family. Our parents knew what was going on. They didn't know the extent of everything, but they knew that our marriage was going through a challenging time. And we owe a lot to them during that time because they helped a lot with the kids Yeah, because we had to have a lot of conversations. Um, I cried a lot. I was crying a lot and I felt like dirt. But I felt like dirt in God's hands. I felt like he was going to take care of me. I just wasn't sure how. And to this day, I tell, like I really do believe if we didn't have two kids, I would have left. But I was willing to try harder because I had two. And I was honestly scared to be a single mom of two. And um, 
the Lord brought the right people in our lives during that time. So I'm just super proud of us that we didn't just keep to ourselves because we would have, it, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, definitely not. So during this time, something the Lord was working on me as well, because I was asking God, like, why do these confessions that he has hurt that he has? Is that right? Yeah. Um, why do they hurt me so bad? So I had to do my own soul searching. And that's something for me. I've, I feel like I'm pretty good at trying to learn myself. I think that is important. We have to learn why we function the way that we function and why we think the way that we think. There's a lot of freedom when you do that. And so I had to ask myself, like, why is this affecting me as much as it is? Why is it so hard for me? You hear, um, I don't know, some some of these things men may confess to their wives and their wives are like, eh, whatever. And then that's that's a good question to ask yourself, too. Like, why doesn't it affect you? <laughs> right. Or why are we responding the way that we're responding? But during that time, um, the Lord brought my past back up. And that's something that we say now is like the things that you deal with before marriage if you don't work on finding healing and finding freedom in those things you will take those things into your marriage what babe no i was just gonna agree with you oh, okay and yeah pretty much echo that mm-hmm. um so like the things that mikey dealt with he dealt with those before marriage he didn't start doing them in marriage he just brought them into marriage yeah something that was huge that i've learned is so the the whole porn thing i really thought because mm-hmm. i had tried to quit before i had tried several several times to stop but i thought like once i mm-hmm. live with my with my wife once we're together we can i won't need porn anymore and i'll be able to stop then mm-hmm. um once i get married i won't need these things where i'll be able to do this or that and you know these other things will fall away Mm -hmm. you know i Mm -hmm. won't feel the need for them um but that's such a lie you Mm -hmm. you take it all everything that you do Mm -hmm. it follows you into marriage Mm -hmm. there may be like a a small portion of people that you know they can kick the habit or whatever but for the vast majority of people you carry it all with you yeah and so during that time the lord both of us, we had sex before marriage, but um, I started very young and um, the Lord was showing me how I found my self-worth in sex and I found my self-worth in sex before marriage. And so then when we got married, I still felt like that was the most like valuable thing. Like that was the biggest thing I had to offer was my body. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord was bringing that to light and I was so sad like everything I had gone through affected me so much and it was so embarrassing to myself to think like wow Amy that's what you think you're good at like that's all that you have to give is your body and I remember like I would meet guys and they would say nice things about me and I would think to myself well wait wait until we have sex like then you'll really like me like it was like that wasn't I wasn't good enough unless I was doing that. And there's so many. And we, you know, I hope to share that someday with with you guys, um, at least the women. But like, what are the things that happened? You know, things happen to each of us in our lives that our minds get screwed up and we don't look at things the way that God 
intended us to look at them. And so he created sex for marriage and Mikey and I did not honor that. And so it affected our marriage and there's consequences for the things that we, we do. Um, and so we do feel like some of these are the consequences, right. For being, Mm -hmm. um, disobedient, being very selfish. Yeah. Well, we had to fight those things in marriage. Um, so during that time, the Lord was drawing me closer to him. So I was learning a lot about myself and Mikey was learning a lot about himself, which we knew we could not continue in this marriage without God. So then we started running hard towards the Lord and, um, we did, I guess we like things were, I don't know, like not, not great, but they were good. I mean, after we just kept working on it, we just never stopped working on it. Yeah. You know what, babe? Yeah, it was, it was hard. It was, uh, it was a very trying time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really feel like because we leaned into God so much. Read the Bible, spent time with his people, yeah. went to counseling, um, went to groups. Mikey meant, went to men's groups. I went to women's groups. And we talked a lot. Oh, my gosh. It was exhausting. So much talking. And um, Mikey hates talking, and I like talking, and I was tired. So I can't even imagine how tired you were. Yeah. And it's it was just every time you came to me and you had that, I want to talk face. Oh gosh. It was like my heart would start pounding Mm. and I would start sweating and I would, I would want to (laughs) run. No. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it took us six months. We went hard for six months trying to just get it all out Mm -hmm. and figure out what, we were going to do and how it was going to look like moving forward what right. it was going to look like making our plans for how we were going to um not fall back into the same situations mm-hmm. um setting up boundaries all these different things mm-hmm. but in 6 months we finally felt i say finally but there's so many people that take years to get through stuff like this but I feel like it was such a quick, I couldn't believe that in six months we were like pretty good. Yeah, we were good, but there was still like, even now, I mean, there's triggers or there's, I don't know. I mean, we were just okay. We just felt like, okay, we're going to stay together and we're going to fight for this. Right. Yeah. You know, it was still hard. One thing I wanted to say is during this time, um, my counselor asked me to write down like pretty much all my past sexual sins. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. So I made like a list of like all the things that I had done. And at the end of the list, I felt like total crap. And if I could say a bad word on this, I would say that word. Cause that's what I felt like. I felt like poo poo. Like it was horrible. And I went to my uh, counselor counselor and thankfully, he didn't make me read the list. I was sweating. I was like, he's going to make me freaking read this list. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't understand. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And he told me, he's like, when was the last time that you did something with someone else other than your spouse? And I was like, well, you know, thankfully, it was when Mikey was Mike and I were dating um, that one incident that I did. But after that, I had never done anything sexual with anybody except for with Mikey. And he's like, how long ago was that? And at that point, it had been like five years. Wait, no, three oh, no. years, three years. 
oh no, I think he asked me when was the last time that I slept with somebody else or something like that. Cause the, t- the answer was like five or six years. And so then, mm-hmm. um, he said that was five, that was five, six years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. He's like, the Lord has forgiven you from all of that. Like, have you asked for forgiveness? And I was like, yes. He said, the Lord has forgiven you of, of all of that. And I was like, what? He's like, he's forgiving you of all of that. And because I had walked into his office feeling so shameful and so dark that when he's telling me these words, I'm just like, y'all, I mean, like for real chains were just falling and falling. And I was just like, I'm God has forgiven me for all that. Like he has forgiven me for that. And so I remember I felt so freed and I drove so fast home. I could not wait to get to Mikey and I sat him down on the bed and I was like, Mikey, God has forgiven me for everything I've ever done. And he's just looking at me like, yeah. And I was like, I forgive you. I forgive you for everything that you've ever done because it was like, how could I not? How could I not forgive my husband that felt so bad? He has his own trauma. He has his own stuff. It has nothing to do with me. And he, how could I not forgive him? There was just no possible way that the, that, God forgave me for everything and I was not going to forgive somebody else. And that's what it talks about in scriptures, forgive others the way that I have forgiven you. And so that is how I was able to forgive Mikey um, is because I truly felt the forgiveness of God on my own life. And that's how I was able to be freed from your stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was, um, that was crazy to me. Like again, that that you were just so willing to forgive me and feeling that love. Um, another incident. I don't remember if this was before or after, but riding in the car, I was driving. You were sitting in the passenger seat, and um, all of a sudden you reach over and either you grab my hand or touch your hair you touch the back of my head Mm -hmm. like you like you always do and like we were right in the middle of it and I couldn't believe that you were touching me Mm -hmm. and dang said I wasn't gonna do this but um I just started crying and I it was just that whole feeling of how could you, how could you even touch me right now? How could you love me right now? And I don't know, God used you so many times to show like to love me through you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I, I will always say that that was one of the worst times, one of the hardest times, darkest times in my life but it was one of the best times mm-hmm. like the time with God our time together and just the the level of love mm-hmm. that I experienced from God through you mm-hmm. was amazing and I think there was a lot of times um that the Lord I'll never forget that time in the car because we we're just driving 
and God told me, touch his, touch him. And I was like, oh, he's like, just touch him. So I touched him and Mikey just started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that was from God, you know, and we would be in the car and I didn't want to hold his hand. You know, I didn't want to hold his hand because I was mad and I was hurt. And no, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, grab his hand and like telling me to do it. And so I grabbed his hand or then we would be um, at the store, you know, and I did not want to walk with him. I wanted him to walk his own way because some of his confessions was also just how much he struggled with lust and like just looking at women and allowing his thoughts to go further than what he should. Because at that time, you really didn't work on your thoughts. No. Right. You mm-hmm. just kind of thought whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. Yeah. And went as deep as you wanted to. And me, too. I, I that's a com- part of the confessions that I had at that time is I would reminisce on old boyfriends and stuff. And I know you had that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like the Lord was convicting us of even our thoughts, you know, not just our actions, but even our thoughts. And so I didn't want to walk with him anywhere that there was women because I was so scared he was going to be walking by me and thinking thoughts and so we would go to the store and i would be like i'm I'm gonna you know walk over here and you go over there and the holy spirit was like you need to walk with your husband and i was like forget that but i did like we were obedient and that's what i think made that huge difference in six months is that whatever he was asking us to do we did it and we really allowed like we surrendered yeah the word is surrender mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so anyways so that was a whole Right. That was like our time. And then we're doing the work. And then two years after the initial confessions, Mikey just started to get comfortable. Yeah. That whole feeling of it's like these stories in the Bible that you hear over and over again of falling into sin, God coming in and redeeming things, redeeming the situation. Things going great for a while. And then people suck and fall back into sin. And then God comes in and redeems the situation and things are good. And then the cycle just re- keeps repeating. Mm. So that's basically what happened. I did really well for about two years. Didn't watch porn, didn't do, really worked on um, my eyes and my thoughts, taking all my thoughts captive. Um. And I thought that I could do it on my own. Uh, So I stopped reading the Bible. I stopped. I took off the filter on my Mm -hmm. phone that I had. Um, I stopped. uh, Reaching out to other men. Reaching out to other guys. Um, All the things, all the boundaries, all the the things that we set in place uh, just slowly fell away. I let them, I let them go. Mm. And, um. Yeah, I wasn't strong enough, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I fell back into uh, watching porn, hiding that from Amy. And um, that lasted uh, almost a year and a half. Of hiding it again. Of hiding it, yeah. And I don't remember what it was that was... It was like... Uh, I don't know. At the time I was leading a group in church, I was doing all these things and I would, I would get these convictions. It's, I don't know. I would get these convictions that I needed to confess 
and I would suppress them. I would push them back and just keep on going with my life, with whatever I wanted to do. Um, and I think all of a sudden, just one day we went, Oh, we, we went started to, a uh, started a community group. We went to a different church, a different a church. Um, and one of the things that they were saying was how, how important the commitment was to your relationship with God and having a fresh conscience, having a, a clean heart, um, confessing your sin and all these different things. And like being a man of God, right? You yeah. were very encouraged by the pastor and how he was such a like pastor Todd Wagner. Yeah. was a huge influence on that second round of confession. Yeah. Um, because you talked about how like powerful, you know, just like how this man was so close to God, you know, mm-hmm. in his words and his actions and his example. And so that encouraged you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one morning I, w- I was going to a Friday morning Bible study. Um, and, uh, I don't even remember what it was about. It might've been on judges. Um, but, uh, yeah, I confessed to some guys there at Bible study and, uh, they encouraged me to, to talk to you and confess all that, all that stuff to you. So the first time, you know, the first time that he had his confessions, whenever like it got to the end and I was tired of all these freaking confessions, I did get physical with Mikey. I like hit him on the side of the face and like on his back, I was pissed. Yeah. And then I told myself I'd never do that again because that's not okay, not acceptable behavior. (laughs) And so the second time that he had confessions, all I could think about was don't hit him. (laughs) Don't hit him. And so um, I had a pillow in my lap and I was squeezing the heck out that pillow. I think I punched it one time. A couple times. But I was so proud of myself. I was like, do not come close, you know, in my head because he was sitting on the other side of the couch. And I was like, dude, if he comes close, it's I don't know what's going to happen. Thankfully, he stayed on his side of the couch. And um, <laughs> I was able to not do that because it's just not right, you know. And we did what we did the first time. We just ran to the Lord again, ran to the Lord again, ran to his people, ran to his word. And um, it was hard and it was hurtful. And I couldn't I couldn't believe that he had hidden it again for so long. It wasn't like, hey, I've been doing it for a month. It was like a year and a half. And that was like, wow, that was so hard because I just felt felt very um, used because he was sitting here watching porn. But then he was still having sex with me. And that was part of my stories. Like I felt myself worth in sex and I felt used. I felt like he used my body because I didn't know he was sitting there doing all these things. And so we had to have a lot of conversations about that. And so now, right. So two years. So the Lord redeemed our marriage again and we just kind of did the work. But it was it was hard. Some similarities like the first, but it wasn't as as hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because it was less confessions, too. Yeah. And we were already like rooted in the Lord, yeah. you know, and just dealing with one thing as opposed to several different things. Yeah. But I was mad and I did tell him like, if you do this again, I'm not, I'm divorcing you like a third time I'm done, mm-hmm. which obviously wasn't okay, but I was angry and we say things when we are angry. And so now, you know, like what are we doing now for our marriage? Um, the same thing like running to the lord and we meet with people on a weekly basis we bring people into our conflict and our arguments 
um, because we know we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not even an argument about just like if it's somewhere where we can't find a same like a conclusion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We we reach out to people. Mikey hates it, but he still does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just bring letting people in is hard and yeah. letting people into vulnerable situations mm-hmm. to situations where I'm usually wrong and like yeah, it's embarrassing, it's hard, it's frustrating, but it definitely it helps. Yeah, and I'm I mean I'm wrong a lot too. You know, like we're we we suck. And there's times where we go to people's living rooms and we let out all our crap and they help us and they're able to to see things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has created us for a community and we just we tell any couple like you you need to find your people, right? And because we cannot do it alone. And a lot of times people are like, "No, this is our marriage." Okay? You know, like people don't want to let people in cuz they think it's your marriage, which should be between the two of you. But there's just some things that is too hard. And so Mikey's put back the accountability like filter in his phone. Yeah. So he, you know, certain friends get like his, what's it called? Reports. Reports. And they check in on them and they know that. And um, to be honest, the truth is that any day Mikey could have confessions again. And we'll deal with it when the time comes, if the time comes and I have gotten to a better, healthier place to where it's like, do I think if Mikey has more confessions, I'm going to divorce him? No, I don't. Um, I do not think that. And that's only because the Lord has dealt with me in different ways and he's teaching me different things. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say was, Oh, I still have triggers. And I even think, think you, you sometimes, Remember some of my old confessions or things that like hurt you or bother you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do? Pray. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pray. Um, remembering. Remembering God's goodness, God's grace, um, the forgiveness that I have been uh, given. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just praying because mm-hmm. like giving those thoughts to God. Because they are, they make me angry. They mm-hmm. make me feel like crap. They make me feel less than or like somebody else would have been better or is better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just crazy because the enemy wants to remind you of your past sins. Like he wants that because, you know, with the Lord, we have true peace and freedom and joy. And you cannot find true freedom or peace if you keep remembering all your past sins, I mean, that's guilt and that doesn't come from the Lord when he's forgiven you. And so we have to remember to take our thoughts captive. And it's been how many years, babe? Six years. Coming up on six years. It's coming up on seven. Coming up on seven. It has been six. Yeah. And so I'm like, boy, I've been doing work a lot longer than that. No, just kidding. So anyways, coming up on seven years and I still get like triggers. Um, Mikey hit some things when he worked at the gym that he worked at. And so when I drive by that gym, I'll always think about it. And so annoying. And, but it, it is what it is. Like, that's part of our story. And it's made us have a better marriage and it's grown us closer to Christ. And I wouldn't change that. I love, I love my Lord. I love my savior. And I've been able to see firsthand what it looks like to redeem me. And then also a marriage to restore a marriage. And we can give that same hope to other marriages that are struggling 
in the scripture, it says with the same comfort that God has given you, you comfort others. And so we've been able to do that. The Lord has brought many marriages. I say many, but you know, it's few marriages into our life. And we've been able to help different for different way in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so there's no way I would take it back because if I take it back, that means all these other marriages aren't helped. Yeah. And that's just not, not okay. You know, we're, we were all created to help one another. And so we are intentional in our marriage now. And we are, I guess the last question is we can end with this one is was all of it worth it. But that kind of ties into what I just said mm-hmm. for me, it's worth it because it brings me encouragement and it fulfills me. It makes me feel good because I feel very close to the Lord and I feel like I can trust him with a lot of things. Cause I've seen him be faithful, you know, to us in many ways that being one or, you know, that story being one, but also the comfort that it's given other people. It encourages me to keep fighting the fight, not just for myself, but for my kids and for other marriages in our, you know, generations. Yeah. Speaking of kids, Mm. um, we talk a lot about generational sin. Uh, that's something that's huge in a huge conversation that we've had. And the fact that not saying that I, it won't be passed down, but like, I don't want to be the reason that Anthony or Ava or Allie struggle with the things that I've struggled with. Um, you know, this world is full of sin and they, they could fall into whatever they fall into, but I want us as husband and wife, as mother and father to not pass these generational sins down, things that had Mm. been passed down to us or things that we just acquired uh, on our own. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pass those things down to our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So that on top of everything that you said is definitely what makes it worth it. That's cool. Well, I hope that this story encouraged you guys and I hope that you felt some kind of conviction. I know it sucks to feel conviction. Like if anybody's listening to this and thinking, is that the Holy Spirit telling me to tell my wife or tell my husband this, you know, that, whatever, honestly it is. Um, For us, we do have Mikey, you know, he has his accountability group. So if he's struggling with his thoughts or whatever it may be, he brings it to the men first and then they kind of pray through if it should be brought up to me. Yeah. Um, That's, that's what I would say to anybody who is um, struggling with uh, confessions or struggling with sin find your people that you can talk to find your people that you can be real and open with Mm. that you can say whatever you have to say and they're going to their response is going to be can i pray for you or Mm -hmm. let's pray together or you know press you towards right point you towards point you towards jesus um and figure out a game plan uh what are you going to do what what do you need to do in order to keep you from from those sins again and then Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that would be something that, that maybe would have been a little bit better, um, was to, to do that and then make those confessions. Um, the first time you mean, yeah. But, Um, and the thing is too, the first time you didn't have that, you didn't have guys in your life. Yeah. Um, and that has been a lot of the training, the, um, the different things that I've seen that is one of the, the most common pieces of advice is to find your people mm-hmm. uh set up a game plan mm-hmm. um, because the last thing you want to do is 
confess something to your partner and have nothing in place and just continue to like batter them, like make them your, uh, what is it? Your confession partner, your accountability partner Mm -hmm. and just hit them over the head with the same things over and over again. Right. But if you don't have that, if you don't have a guy group or if you don't have girls that you can cling on to, tell your spouse, Mm. the answer is not to keep it in. Oh, for sure. And so 100% to what Mikey said. And so like right now, if you don't have anything you got to share at some point you will just because, and it may not be as crazy as what we're saying, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just going to be hurtful. We hurt each other and we're sinful people. And so get some meat, go and meet some godly people. And that's what we're going to talk about. Hopefully in our next um, podcast, we have Lord willing, we have date night with the cow years, but if it's just both of us, we'll have something good for y'all. And then the next one will be date night with the cow years. Um, We're still, ordering more equipment so we need some more mics to do a date night but something that um our male friend logan is going to get on and talk about and mikey him and and mikey are going to talk about what it looks like to have godly men surrounding you Mm -hmm. um and so please stay and stay tuned in um i'm going to pray for you guys just because i'm honestly nervous um for anyone that may be hearing this and start because i know what it feels like to be holding in secrets and man, it sucks. It feels awful and it feels ugly. So I'm going to go ahead and end this in praying. Yeah. And then we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you for our story. Thank you for uh, just your mercy, your love, your grace, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, Father. Lord, you know who's listening to this and you allow them to listen to this for a reason. Some people may just be learning for what's to come or maybe to share with others. But um, there are some people that are listening and they're like, they regret listening father, (laughs) but you let them, you allowed them to, you um, brought them here. And so if there is anyone that has confessions that they need to release, father, we pray that you give them the strength that the Holy spirit come in and strengthen them to let these words out of their mouth. Father, we know that the, the fear is real and the hurt is, and guilt and shame that is real but that is not from you father so i pray that any sin that needs to come out may they bring the darkness into the light and so the light can consume it father may jesus take may they realize that jesus has died on the cross for those sins father and so we just pray for anyone that's feeling any kind of conviction that they follow through because we know that you bless obedience father that you will give them true freedom if they surrender to you, Lord. So we pray and ask that and that you move in the hearts of those that don't feel anything right now that they do eventually, Father, because we know that that's what you want from us. You want us to be right with you, Father, and to seek you. And so we just pray that for anybody that's listening. Again, we thank you for our story. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our kids. We thank you for the people that you've brought around us to bring us to where we are now, Father. And we're just thankful that we don't expect perfection from one another. And we know that we may mess up again, Father, but that you're going to take care of it. You're going to take care of all of it. So we're so thankful for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.